They bust in a, a fairly good-sized crowd, the usual assortment of perverts, pagans, witches, and assorted uh, pro-abortion radicals. And they were up to their usual behavior, blowing their whistles, rattling their noisemakers, cursing, blasting, beating their drum, casting spells, calling in bomb threats. It was just your typical welcome committee from hell, there to greet the pro-lifers, who in this case happened to be gathered for the Human Life International Convention in Toronto. Several pro-lifers decided to go out and film the festivities. During the course of their little documentary, they came across a pro-abortion activist kneeling down and putting a handle on a sign. What are you doing? They asked him. Well, I'm just putting this sign together, he said. They looked down and read the sign. And then they said, well, here, there's something we'd like to give you, and held out a little business card. Thanks, he said, and as he's reaching out for it, he read what was on the card. And all of a sudden, he recoiled, made a funny groaning noise, kind of fell backwards, and then got up and ran away and left his sign laying there on the ground. He just left his sign laying there, a sign that said, Christ should have been aborted. And the little card, what did the little business card have on it that so horrified this poor devil that he fell down and ran away? It had only one word. One word printed in little red letters. And what was that one word? The one word, the only thing that was printed on the card, was the holy name, Jesus. One word, and yet it had the power to strike that man with fear and confusion and drive him away. Words have power. Some words have incredible power. Not because of some magical significance in the ordering of the letters or because the syllables sound a certain way. They have power because God, who's almighty, has attached some of that almighty power to certain words. Words have power. Yesterday, many of us saw a man and a woman stand right here and say two words to each other. Just two words. I do. And when they said those two words, they entered into a contract. And when they made that contract with each other, God made them related to each other. Two words, I do, and they established a relationship that will last until death. And they're related to each other closer than a brother's related to his own sister. Words have power. In a few minutes, I'll be whispering five words over a piece of bread. Just five words. Hope est inim corpus meum. But when I whisper those five words, that piece of bread will become a man. And that man is God. Words really have power. And because words have power, we shouldn't be the slightest bit surprised that the holy name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, has power. Because it does. The holy name, the name above all other names, is one powerful word. This morning, we'll take a few minutes just to look at a very few of the powerful aspects of this one word. When we say the holy name of our Lord with confidence, we receive 
protection from the wickedness and snares of the devil. When the devil would appear and try to attack St. Francis of Rome, she'd say the holy name of Jesus, and he'd flee in terror and rage at that statement. We've already mentioned how Padre Pio, when Padre Agostino or one of the saints would appear to him, the first thing he would do is say, well, let's kneel down and say the holy name of Jesus. And when it was the devil, he'd disappear in a puff of smoke. Father Gabriel Moore, the chief exorcist of Rome, a priest who has performed over 40,000 exorcisms, speaks of the power of the holy name. Quote, Christ's centrality tells us we can be saved only in his name. It is only in his name that we can win and free ourselves from the enemy of our salvation, Satan. At the end of the most difficult exorcisms, when I'm confronted with total demonic possession, I pray the Christological hymn of St. Paul to the Philippians. When I speak the words that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of those that are in heaven, on earth, and under the earth, I kneel. Everyone present kneels. And always the one possessed by the demons is compelled to kneel. It is a moving and powerful moment. I always feel that all the legions of angels are surrounding us, kneeling at the name of Jesus. Close quote, Father Gabriel Amor, chief exorcist of Rome. So the holy name has the power to protect us from the wickedness and snares of the devil. But that's not all. When we say the holy name with confidence, we can fill our guardian angels with joy. We can thank our guardian angel for all the wonderful things he's done for us simply by saying the holy name in his honor. St. Francis of Rome could constantly see her guardian angel. Whenever she said the holy name of Jesus, her angel would beam with happiness and bow down in adoration. St. Gemma Galgani, the great mystic that died a century ago, could also see her guardian angel, and oftentimes they'd engage in a holy contest to see who could say our Lord's name with the most love and reverence. So holy name has the power to fill guardian angels with joy, but that's not all. When we use cards imprinted with the holy name with confidence, we'll receive help and protection. We've already seen that the mere sight of a card with the holy name printed on it caused a member of the mystical body of Satan to flee in confusion and fear. But the patron saint of mission confessors, St. Leonard of Port Morris, used to recommend that everyone write the holy name of Jesus on a little card and paste it on their door. Keep it on their person. St. Gregory of Tours tells a story of how he prayed when his father was sick and dying. And he received a dream. And in the dream, his guardian angel appeared to him and said, Write the name of Jesus on a card and slip it under your dad's pillow. So in the morning when he woke up, he ran and told his mom about this dream. She said, Well, it can't hurt. You might as well do it. So he wrote down the name of our Lord and slipped it under his dad's pillow. And not surprisingly, his dad recovered very rapidly. So cards imprinted with the holy name will give us help and protection, but that's not all. When we say the holy name with confidence, we'll receive help for our physical and our spiritual needs. Our Lord himself promised us, if you ask the Father anything in my name, he'll give it to you. 
That's why even in the official prayers of the church, you see me all the time bowing toward the tabernacle and saying, Perdonum nostrum Jesum Christum. I'm praying the official prayers of the church, saying, through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I'm praying there. Why? Because he told us, if we ask any, the Father anything in his name, he will give to you. He also told us in the Gospel of St. Mark, In my name they shall take up deadly servants, serpents, and if they shall drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay their hands upon the sick, and they shall be cured. We saw a clear example of this today in the incident at St. Peter. After he's healed the crippled man by saying, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, arise and walk. And right away the crippled man is healed. And then the scribes and the high priest gather St. Peter in and ask him, By what power or by what name have you done this? And then we heard in today's epistle St. Peter responding, Be it known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, this man standeth here before you whole. By what power or by what name are these healings done? In the name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the holy name. And there's a lot of miracles. Physical miracles are miracles, but they're not as high as moral miracles. And there's lots of moral miracles done in every Catholic church, in the confessional. Things we'll never get to know about till we reach heaven. But they're done in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. People that are definitely going to hell are turned around and aimed back towards heaven. So the Holy Name has the power to hate us and all our physical and spiritual needs, but that's not all. When we say the Holy Name with confidence, we can free souls from purgatory. Now we know that whenever we raise our mind or heart to God during the ordinary course of our days, if we meet the other conditions, that has a partial indulgence attached to it, even if it's only a thought, a little mental prayer. So as long as we meet the conditions to gain an indulgence, every time we say, under our breath, or even mentally, the holy name of Jesus, we gain a partial indulgence which we can offer up for the poor souls. And during the course of time, we'll be freeing souls from purgatory. Those will be saints in heaven. There are no ingrates in heaven. You've got them out of purgatory. Believe me, they'll be up there in heaven praying for you to make sure that you join them up there. So the Holy Name has the power to free souls from purgatory. But that's not all. When we say the Holy Name with confidence, we can make reparation for all the blasphemers and perjurers, all those who do not love our Lord, this Holy Name, like these poor folks protesting in Toronto. Our Lady of Fatima told the children that many people go to hell because there's no one to pray for them. How desperately these blasphemers need our prayers. By frequently and lovingly repeating the Holy Name, we can make reparation for their crimes and save them from hell. Here's a very important secret of saints. St. John Eude says when we're trying to convert a sinner, especially a dying sinner, and he won't have anything to do with religion, we should ask him if at least he'd let us pray in his name that make us feel better anyway. Now I know from personal experience, people who wouldn't say a thing about the Lord that, that you could repeat will let you do this. It's pretty amazing. They've just given you agency to pray in their name. So if he says yes, then we can recite the holy name in the name of that sinner and offer it up for his conversion. We have very great hope for them then. 
So holy name has the power to make reparation for all the blasphemers and perjurers and all those who do not love our Lord and His holy name so they don't land in hell. But that's not even all. St. Peter says in today's epistle, there's no other name by which we are to be saved. There's no other name by which we are to be saved. The great doctor of the church, St. Francis de Sales, taught that those who have the custom of repeating our Lord's name frequently may feel certain of dying a holy and happy death. Certain. If we have the habit of repeating our Lord's name frequently, we may be certain of dying a holy and happy death. Think of the power of this one word. Invoking the holy name confidently can save us. Don't think for a minute that God became a baby and suffered, died on the cross for all us sinners and wants us to perish. We need to tell our dying friends to pray, Jesus, 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 or my Jesus mercy. We need to get them to pray that because those who have that habit can be certain of dying a holy and happy death. How desperately all us sinners need to know that. By the power of the holy name, reverently said, devils are driven away. By the power of the holy name, reverently said, angels are filled with joy. By the power of the holy name, reverently said, actual graces are merited. By the power of the holy name, grace increases. By the power of the holy name, reverently said, souls are freed from purgatory. By the power of the holy name, reverently said, reparation is made for blasphemy. By the power of the holy name, reverently said, sinners are saved from hell. By the power of the holy name, reverently said, we may feel certain of dying a holy and happy death. The holy name of Jesus has power. And because it's the name above all names, we Catholics of all people should know about that power acknowledge that power and the holiness of his holy name by treating it with the greatest reverence. We'll end by talking about how we might do that by practicing the ancient custom of bowing our heads at the mention of the holy name of Jesus. Those guys haven't been doing that to show off. The custom of bowing our heads at the mention of our Lord's holy name was commanded by the Second Council of Lyon in 1274. Quote, those who assemble in church should extol with an act of special reverence that name which is above every name, than which no other under heaven has been given to people in which believers must be saved. They name, that is, of Jesus Christ, who will save his people from their sins. Each should fulfill in himself that which is written for all, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow whenever that glorious name is recalled, especially during the sacred mysteries of the Mass, everyone should bow the knees of his heart, which he can do even by a bow of his head. Close quote. The 14th Ecumenical Council of the Catholic Church. Those who assemble in church should extol with an act of special reverence that name which is above every name, which he can do even by a bow of his head. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us sinners.